Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. This man reading for the third Sunday in Advent is from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. On the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Think about it a moment. Why do we get older and never younger? (laughs) Why do we get older and never younger? Why is it that when we clean the kitchen, it always becomes messy again in the future? It always happens. Why do washed cars never stay clean? Why is it that when you fix something, it always breaks again? Every single time. Now, in scientific terms, this is called the, get this, the thermodynamic arrow of time. That's a pretty fancy and important sounding word. The thermodynamic arrow of time. In other words, over time, things become more disordered. Over time, things break. Over time, things decay. Again, the thermodynamic arrow of time. In biblical terms, though, we can say it like our reading, our reading from the book of Isaiah, the Old Testament book of Isaiah. Isaiah says this, the grass withers, the flower fades. Again, the grass withers, the flower fades. Indeed, the grass withers and the flowers fade in this life. Think about it for a moment in your own life. The brake pads on your car, they wear out. The cement on your driveway, it cracks. Toothbrushes, they wear out. Your clothes, well, they wear thin. Glasses break, teeth decay, televisions break, cell phones crash, and yes, skin sags. The grass withers and the flower fades. We're even affected by this here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. Consider the last five plus years here in this church. The shingles that we had, they were leaking, so we replaced the roof. The mortar between the bricks was deteriorating, so we had to tuck and point the mortar on the bricks. The carpet was torn and bulging in the fellowship hall, so we had to get new carpet. A pump went out on the boiler downstairs, so we had to buy a new pump. Recently, a copper pipe 
rubbed against a piece of metal in the basement of the church, causing water damage to the whole ceiling. It had to be ripped and replaced, ripped out and replaced. As we know, the sound system, well, at least the 8 o'clock service would know this, the sound system would have a high-pitched siren and a pop that sounded like an air raid or a bomb going off in this church as the amplifier gave out, so we had to buy a new sound system. The grass, yeah, it withers and the flower fades. Currently, one of our stove tops is broken and almost started a fire last week. The oven heat, the heat in the ovens, from my understanding, is not burning quite properly or consistent. This altar, if you do not know, the altar has warped wood on it, and there are water leaks and stains above the altar at that stained glass window. Yes, stains and leaks by that window. The grass withers and the flower fades. Now look at our physical church as well, the physical health, we should say of our church members. Pacemaker batteries have run out, knees have worn down, heart valves have leaked, and hips have broken. Indeed, the grass withers and the flower fades. Now, dear friends, whether it is a crumbling structure or a worn-out machinery, or if it's the constant battle against our aging bodies, there is actually an unyielding grip of decay on everyone and everything. That's the fact of the matter. And so to the point, everything in life needs a perpetual repair. Everything in life has to have some sort of maintenance done to it. In fact, when this does not happen, when a perpetual repairing does not happen, when maintenance does not happen, things, well, they become stagnant, they decline, they decay, they deteriorate, they fall apart. Perhaps this is why there's such a desire to name, well, new churches after words involving this connotation of movement. For example, let me explain this. Many modern-day churches are named with the following names, pathway, journey, elevation, pursuit, momentum, ascend, navigate, traverse. They're all words that contain movement in them. And so they name these churches with this kind of language, to communicate that these churches are, well, perhaps not sticks in the mud. They're not stuck in the traditions of a decay or a stagnant church of yesterday. They're on the move. They're fresh. They're alive. But this begs the question, is this how it really is with the church? Does the local church have to be flexible or open to God supposedly doing a new thing? In other words, must the church continually change or be continually on the move to avoid falling victim to the withering grass and the fading flowers of this life. Now, dear friends, it is often communicated to parishioners that the church needs to be on the move. It needs to be happening. It needs to be going somewhere, lest it become stagnant or decaying. And so, as a result of that, everyone must be somehow mobilized in the church. Everyone must become a part of this journey. Everyone must be on board, if you will. And if you're not willing to come along on the journey, if you're not willing to be on board, well, you're considered dead weight. You're against the mission and against the movement of the church. But, but is this how the church should be? Is this how we understand the church? Let's look back to Isaiah yet again. 
our reading from the Old Testament. He says this, Isaiah says this, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word, get this, but the word of God will stand forever. Now, dear friends, did you notice what Isaiah did not say? Indeed, did you notice what he did not say? He did not say, he did not say this, good doctrine, while it withers, the gospel fades, but the church doing a new thing endures forever. He also did not say, Godly reverence withers, the sacraments, they fade, but an energized church of fresh relevance will brave into the future. He did not say that. Now, it's important, though, to be fair at this point. In other words, take notice also what Isaiah did not say. He did not say say this, get this. He did not say, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the the church's old shake carpet wears forever. He did not say that. Furthermore, Isaiah did not say this. He did not say the grass withers, the flower fades, but the church's infamous coffee maker brews forever. Now, I might add, as I walked into the kitchen here this morning, the coffee maker was off the side. I asked Meredith, what's going on? She goes, I think it's broke. (laughs) I think it's broke. Indeed, it's already stated Isaiah, he cried out, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. Now, dear friends, the promises of God, his holy word, will stand forever. The word of God shall continue amid the changes of great dynasties in this world, in the midst of all the revolutions of mighty empires, Indeed, the word of God will abide without change, without modification, today, tomorrow, and throughout all eternity. And so nations, they will indeed fall. Kingdoms will indeed vanish. Carpets will wear out. And coffee makers will die. However, the sure confidence we have today, the assurance we have today, right now, right here, is that the word of God stays the same. And his promises endure. They are unfailing. And we can say a big amen to that. You see, every year, every year, the seasons change, and we watch the grass die, the leaves fall. Bluntly stated, one year a person stands in good health, the next year they're cut down, and they lose their health in an absolute instant. Cities will have a good economy, only to be destroyed the next year by a natural disaster. Mankind, though, will try to offset all of this by making repairs, replacing items, and maintaining things to help humanity endure. And while this can be good, in a lot of ways it really is good to maintain that, and it's good and necessary, the point that remains is that this is not needed for the Word of God. It is not needed for the Word of God. And so what this means for us here at St. Paul's is that through wise stewardship of resources, we will continually need to make repairs, purchase new things, and maintain old things because the grass withers and the flower fades. However, regarding the word of God, get this, we need to do nothing. We need to do nothing. If the word of God abides forever, we do not need to move or travel or energize or pursue, but simply remain in what God has already promised and given to you and me to abide, to stay put, to receive what God has already promised for you and for me. 
Now, whether we realize it or not, we see this working properly here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. You see, we have on the one side of the coin, we have trustees and voters meetings. Yes, trustees and voters meetings. Trustees and voters meetings do not and cannot vote on God's word. There's nothing to vote on with respect to God's word, for God's word is unchanging. However, trustees and voters meetings must vote on carpet and paint and brick and roofing and tables and stoves and parking lots to name just a few because these things indeed wither and fade. On the other side of the coin, there are pastors and elders. The pastors and elders do not devote themselves to carpet and paint and brick and roofing and tables and stoves and parking lots because they are not the word of God. This is why Pastor Roth does not attend voters' meetings. Indeed, it's why he does not attend voters' meetings. And it's the reason why I do not vote at voters' meetings. Instead, the role of the pastors and the elders is to abide in the word, teach the word, and deliver the unchanging word of God and those blessed sacraments to God's people, to you. Yes, to you. And so succinctly stated, succinctly stated, the role of the pastors and elders is to guard the sound doctrine of the word and to be good stewards, as we heard in our epistle reading this morning, to be good stewards of the blessed sacrament, the blessed sacraments for this church, as the trustees and the voters faithfully maintain this church building. And so both are extremely necessary, both are very good, yet they are both so very different. Pastors and elders are to be theologians, yet at the same time, trustees and voters are to be tradesmen and faithful stewards. And together, Yes, together the unchanging word and sacraments are delivered and they're given comfort and forgiveness, life and salvation and assurance to God's people while this building is at the same time, this building at the same time is maintained in a weathering and fading world that we find ourselves in. Baptized saints, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. The word of God, it never withers. And because God's word is true and permanent, we can trust it as we continually repair this building and as each generation continues to abide in this word, in this place, in this building. Indeed, you and I, we can trust the word because the word is none other than Jesus Christ himself. He is the word incarnate. And Jesus, well, he never withered. He never changed your Christ, your Jesus, the Word incarnate, he never changed in the course of the cross, and he did not wither in the grave. And so when Isaiah says that the Word will stand forever, you know that the Word stands as a resurrected man, Christ Jesus, your Lord. And so Jesus, this day, he stands for you. He stands alive, and he proclaims to you that your sins are permanently and truly forgiven. Yes, you are truly and permanently forgiven in Christ. And so this is the truest thing that you can know, the truest thing you can know and have within this withering and fading world that we find ourselves in. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. I